It's The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel. Bonjour, bonsoir, welcome to The Rendezvous. I'm Simon Marcel, your host. The accent is French. We're going to talk love, we're going to talk relationships, dilemma and all of that in a minute. But first, I have something for you. So listen up. I have what I call the Rendezvous Las Vegas sweepstakes. So we want to send a lucky winner and their guests to Las Vegas. So enter for your chance to win a pair of tickets to see Absinthe, a great show at Caesars Palace. Experience outrageous comedy and jaw-dropping acts on the most intimate stage in town. The winner will also receive a two-night stay in the Palace Tower at Caesars Palace and a round-trip airfare for two. Enter before this Sunday, June 16, at therendezvousshow.com for your chance to win. For tickets and info on Absinthe, visit spiegelworld.com. You calls with your relationship questions are next. For more info and rules, go to therendezvousshow.com, keyword rules. If you have a question about your relationship, just call me, 855-905-8255. Felicia, bonjour. Bonjour, how are you? I am good, Felicia. Welcome to the rendezvous. Tell me what's going on. Okay, well, um, I've been on dating apps for a really long time, you know, like Plenty of Fish, Tinder, mm-hmm. all the really popular ones. And sometimes I feel like some guys really just really want to get down to business. Some want to talk to you a lot before they give out their number. What do you think is like a good time to ask for someone's number when you're talking to them on a dating app? Okay. So, I mean, basically, the rule is, and I'm talking for you, Felicia, if you feel you have a good little chat with a guy, um, the sooner you got, not the number, but get together is more important. So if you need the Mm -hmm. number to get together, why not? Otherwise, I would think even more importantly is just meet at the cafe, public place, where it's very safe, have a coffee, have a drink, get to know the person. Because what's the rush in giving each other's numbers? Then he has your number, and then he can stalk you. So my advice on this is more like meet in person, get a feeling, follow your intuition, you feel safe, you have a good feeling, you want to get to know the person, you give your phone number. Otherwise, I really would not give my phone number at all. I would just use the Tinder app to communicate in the message, and that's that. Oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Okay, so just play it safe, and remember, your intuition will never betray you. So once you're face-to-face, you will know safe or not safe. Okay, perfect. Thanks so much. You're most welcome. Have a good night, Felicia. Thank you. I see I just got an interesting Facebook message because somebody doesn't know the right timing when it comes to breaking up. I'm going to help that person next. Stay with me. If you have a question for me but you can't dial in, you can always send me a message with your question like a Facebook message and it's at The Rendezvous Show. Uh, Trish, what's going on with Lucas tonight? All right, so Lucas says, Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Lucas. This is going to sound harsh, but I've been trying to break up with my girlfriend for about three months now. I know she's not the one for me. I just haven't really been able to bring myself to say it to her yet. So I finally decided that I was going to do it, but now her dog just died and she's really upset about it. So my question is, should I put off breaking up with her until she's feeling better about losing her dog or should I just do it now and get it over with? That's a good question. I mean, it's really about should you respect your partner's timing when it's time to break up? I'm going to answer that question next. So listen to this. I just received this Facebook message from Lucas who said, listen, Simon, I know it sounds harsh, but I want to break up with my girlfriend. But she just lost her dog. And of course, she's very, very sad and upset about it. So should I wait for her to feel better 
and pretend, or should I just break up with her now? Lucas, here's my advice. Don't do to people what you wouldn't want them to do to you. Basically, if you put yourself in her shoes and you know she's already heartbroken from losing her dog, I would wait a couple weeks. I would help her like get over this difficult time you know, and be very supportive. And in a couple weeks, then sure, because who wants to stay with somebody who's pretending? But I think when it comes to breaking up, it's important to respect each other's timing and be a little bit humane and sensitive. That's my advice for you, Lucas. You call us next, 855-905-8255. Désiré, bonjour. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Désiré. Welcome to the rendezvous. How can I help you tonight? Um, My boyfriend, he's kind of an introvert, and I really like going out. I like going out dancing, clubbing, but he doesn't want to go with me. So I'm just asking to see what are ways for him to be motivated to go out. I see. Uh, how long have you been trying to convince him to go out to dance with you? It's uh, been about a year and a half. Okay. And what's his, like, what's his answer? What's his argument? That he doesn't feel comfortable, that he feels like he's a bad dancer. <laughs> um, he doesn't want to feel that pressure. Uh-huh. He's just insecure about it. I see. Between you and I, do you think he's a good dancer or he really sucks? I think he's actually just average. I think he's better than he thinks he is. Uh-huh. So I'm always kind of like encouraging him, but he just turns it off right away. Like, you know, he doesn't want to do it. <laughs> Listen, I, I relate because I dance like an elephant. So I'm I'm one to stay away from the dance floor at all costs. But the, <laughs> it's true. Can't lie. So anyway, so I think, the, I think that the right compromise would be what in your eyes? What compromise do you think would make sense? I don't know, maybe like during the weekday, like we can go like karaoke or where there's like music going on, just to kind of like a smaller place rather than just like at a club. Okay, I mean, because I was thinking go out with him to something he loves to go to, and then he, then it's there in exchange of that, he would have to go with you to the dance place. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Compromise, not an ugly word. Use and use and use more in relationships. So try this, Desiree. Try to talk to him. Say, okay, what would make you really happy? Let's go there and come with me once in a while in a dance club. And then don't force him to dance because that's, you know, this, we have to respect each other too. If one doesn't want to dance, so, you know, he can be there with you, of course, but he doesn't have to dance. I, I think that's just, I mean, because I just can't dance, so I just can't tell you exactly. <laughs> I'm it's, sure you can. <laughs> like an elephant. It's tragic. I, oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> I, I, I do. <laughs> I, I, trust me. All right, this So find a good compromise. I hope he goes with you to the club. Maybe he can admire you. And then maybe he'll do a couple steps. I don't know. Hopefully. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's the compromise that matters. Okay. Thank you, Simon. You're welcome. Have a good night. You too. Should we really do things for each other that we really feel uncomfortable or don't want to do? Let's talk about that next. Have you ever found yourself in a relationship being asked to do something you really didn't want to do or felt uncomfortable? Like, you know, Desiree just told me that her boyfriend doesn't want to go dance, which, by the way, I can relate because I dance like an elephant, sadly. And so should we do things like this, things that we don't want to do for the sake of the relationship or to make your partner happy? I think we can. I think we should to an extent. If we reach the uncomfort level, 
then it's going to be a bad time. And if it's a bad time for one, it's going to be a bad time for the other. So for the us as a couple, it doesn't work. So I think it's good to reach out, to compromise, to do things, but don't get out too far of who you really are. Because after all, we don't have to do everything together to keep the happiness in the couple. So that's my advice. Compromise the right balance. And talking about compromise, I've got something for you and your partner. It's not going to need a lot of compromise, believe me. Stay with me. That is next. If you're in a relationship or if you have a great friend, you're going to love this one. Listen, I got something for you, something very special. It's called the Rendezvous Las Vegas Sweepstakes. Basically, we want to send a lucky winner and their guest to Las Vegas, Nevada. And to your chance to win a pair of tickets to see Absinthe at Caesars Palace and experience this outrageous, fun comedy and jaw-dropping acts on the most intimate stage in town. The winner will receive a two-night stay at Caesars Palace and a round-trip airfare for two. Enter before this Sunday, June 16, at therendezvousshow.com for your chance to win. For tickets and info on absence, visit spiggerworld.com. And for any other questions about your relationship, just call me, 855-905-8255. For more info and rules, go to therendezvousshow.com, keyword rules. 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Shane. Bonjour, Simon. How are you? I'm good. Welcome to The Rendezvous. You you said to uh, my producer, you have uh, done something uniquely romantic for your girlfriend? Yeah. Um, we went camping, which is not really a romantic thing, I guess. But uh, so, so while we were camping, we went on a hike, and uh, we got to this river crossing, and she just started kind of getting a little tentative little weird mm-hmm. and i was like honey is, is everything okay we got across this river and she was like i can't swim like like oh, i had yeah. no idea she couldn't um so like and so i was like well okay well well i'll just walk across well it was way deeper than i expected so about halfway across we're i i am swimming swimming and so i popped her on my back and she's squeezing me to all get out. Like <laughs> I, I even said to her, I was like, "If you keep on squeezing me, both gonna drown because you're, <laughs> you can't breathe, right?" Yeah. So when we finally did get across, she just looked at me and she was like, "I love you." Like she just, it was the most "I love you, love you" I'd ever heard. Wow. Just, I guess it was that I would sacrifice myself for her. I like that. So, Shane, when you guys arrived on the other side of the river, on the other bank, actually, uh, and, and she said, you know, I love you like that, which is, I think, very deep and very true, then do you think that this memory is like a gesture of commitment in a way that you did something which I thought is very committal? You really took charge of it and make sure she was safe. Yeah, I, I think that is really the feeling of like, I would actually sacrifice myself Yep. You know, like she is my everything, you know, and I I didn't really think that it was that big of a, a deal to do it. But the way she reacted just made it like kind of set in stone of, wow, I, I didn't even notice that it was that big of a thing. It, it, it is, Shane. And I'll say this, you know, I've always said from I've learned from my dad, there is no love without proof of love. And when you are willing to take such risk for someone you love that's love. That's not going to a shop and buying a bag or a pair of shoes. You take your girlfriend on your back to cross the river. 
you show love and support. She can trust you. She can rely on you. You've got her back. She's got you back, per se. Yeah, quite literally. Literally, yes. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> thank you so much for sharing that story. That's very romantic and very sweet what you did, and, and we can learn from that. So thank you so much, Shane, and have a good night. Have a good night, Simon. Thank you. Thank you. Honestly, all my life, I've heard my father said, there is no love without proof of love. I want to explain to you a little deeper in details what he meant by that when it comes to relationships. And that's coming up next. All my life, all my youth, at home with my parents who've been married for 54 years, I've heard my father said, Simon, in relationships, in a marriage, there is no love without proof of love. And I would say, qu'est-ce que tu veux dire? What do you mean, dad? And he would say, it means that Everybody can say I love you. Everybody can buy some flowers. But when it rains and your partner's in trouble, that's when you know who loves you and who doesn't. When your partner is sick, when your partner is down, when your partner made a mistake that embarrassed you, but you're still going to show up for your partner because it's partner first. The us is more important than the I. And that's what it takes, I think, to have a long, long-standing, strong, loving relationship or marriage. There is no love without proof of love. I couldn't agree more, and that I apply to friendship, to relationships, to life. So let me share a story of what my dad did for my mom. That's next. So this is a story about my parents uh, who've been married for 54 years and, and who I love so much, and they're in Paris. And so you don't know that, but both my parents are very famous, committed intellectuals. They, they have strong stands on politics and life and so on. My mother's a huge feminist, one of the most respected feminists actually in Europe, for sure, and wrote many books. But anyway, uh, not everybody agreed with her. And I remember that scene in a restaurant where I was probably, I don't know, 12 or 13 with my brother Ben and my sister Judith. We were in a restaurant and somebody came up to my mom. My father was there too. And he said, I really disagree with all you said, you know, and it's kind of insult, like not insulting, but like some, some way of talking that was rude. My father stand up ready to punch the guy. And he, I saw, I was so proud of him. I said, yes, got my mom's back. And then my mom told my father that we, we shouldn't be fighting for intellectual views. But my father loved my mom so much. There's nothing, even if he disagree with my mom's points of view, he will always have her back. And that's what I mean when I say no love without proof of love. When you see that as a kid, it stays in your mind forever. You call us next, 855-905-8255. 855-905-8255. Bella, bonjour. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Bella. Welcome to The Rendezvous. What's going on? Okay. So I met this guy at the club. And when I kissed him, he wasn't the best kisser. In fact, he was the worst kisser. Oh. I don't know where he learned to kiss. It's terrible, terrible, terrible. And... Wow. I even opened my eyes and his eyes were already open. What is he doing? I don't understand. How can we make this better? Or should I just throw in the town now? Because I don't want to take it any further. I mean, I do, but, but. But the, the French kissing, not so good. Not great at all. It's terrible. Okay. In your intuition, in your heart, do you like this guy or you just, you know, kind of have a crush on him? No, I really like him because our conversations are phenomenal he's super uh -huh. smart he knows a little bit about everything and that's what makes me want to you know kiss him and cuddle with him but ugh, when i kiss him i'm just like Ugh. okay 
but when you kissed him, okay, do, do you think you can teach him how to kiss more softly, that in a more maybe slower way, um, like a, a better way? Do you do you see yourself? It's is is he worth it? I think so, but I don't want to insult him by letting him know that I hate kissing him. <laughs> oh, you don't want to do that, no. no, Bella. I listen. Let's say I'm the dude, okay? So you would come okay. to me and you say, "Well, you know, when we kiss again, you don't say anything. Actually, you just, you know, like when we slow dance, when we do, you know, I like slow dances, and like you know, you guide each other, right? Kind of. I think if you like the dude, you have great conversation. He's a good guy. You want to get to know him. I would not let the the, the French kissing stop me. I would just give him another chance. And then okay. if he does it again, like the whatever the French kiss is not working, just guide him and say, hey, slow down, buddy. You know, maybe, oh. you, you know what I mean? Slow down yeah. and okay. teach him how to kiss you better. I'll try to guide him. Yes. Maybe I'll tell him, don't move. Let me kiss you. Ah. So I can kiss him softly to show him how I like it. Voila. Is that good? Is That's, that I think that would be nice. I think that... Okay. He's going to like that. Okay, Bella, so you do that, and right. I want to give a chance to love. So good luck with the next kiss. Okay. And keep me posted. Thank you All so right, much. I will. Thank you. You're welcome, Bella. Have a good night. You too. Stay with me. More Rendezvous is next. Thank you so much for being with me tonight. Thank you for listening to my show, and, and, and thank you for your calls. Thank you for sharing the best precious love stories I've ever heard every night. Listen, I'm inspired by that, by the way, and, and, and I hope that you know that. Every time you share a love story, every time you call me in your faith in my answers, you know, as a host, I just feel really, really good. So thank you. Um, I wanted to share this because I just uh, had a podcast. Uh, something happened in Mexico to a lady, and you want to know what happened. This is a story that... Uh, one of a kind. I, I don't want to say anything more because I want you to check it out. Just go to my website, therendezvousshow.com. Listen to that podcast, like Confession. I mean, this girl called me, and what happened in Mexico? You're not going to believe. It's not what you think. Anyway, check it out. Those are stories are just, just wonderful and interesting. Uh, I'll be back tomorrow. Thanks again for listening. Bonne nuit. The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel.